frontier. Pedro Mendes! That is just brilliant! Well, he's racing back to provide the cover. Here's Ali McQuist! Oh, he's done it! Ali McQuist from Rangers! Is there going to be a twist in the tail? Love a crash! Yes, there is! But Albert gets it This is Rangers Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Welcome to Rangers Daft. Normally this is a Patreon exclusive only podcast, but for this week, since it was international break, we thought we'd give it to everyone for free and try and get people to sign up to the Patreon. You see what we've done there. It's a bit different this week. We're going to do kind of top 10 favourite players We'll get to that in a minute, but first let's welcome the Rangers staff team. I would say the Claudio Reyna and Marcus De Beasley of the Rangers podcast world. It's Stephen Purden and Grado. It's actually DeMarcus Beasley, no Marcus De Beasley. I've, I've done it. I've done, everybody does that though, doesn't Did it? Did you say Marcus, Marcus De Beasley? I always... Go on, do you make... Camden Screech. <laughs> right, <laughs> let's get this out of the way. For everyone listening, Grado has just compared me to Screech from Saved by the Bell. Oh, Dustin Diamond, you know he knifed, he knifed two folk. I think he's in a jail for attempted murder. Uh, yeah, so before we get into the top 10s, we're going to do a kind of top 10 breakdown of the, the favourite players in your lifetime. Um, but let's get to some Rangers news first off. Um, you guys said in the last Rangers draft, you, you dreaded the international break and you just dreaded breaks in general for Rangers because it always comes back shite. Um, was looking okay until about a couple hours back there. We're recording on Thursday afternoon and we've just found out that Bonabarisic has picked up an injury. Aye. Uh, I read it while I was in the bathroom. Uh, Barisic, I think because he played against Portugal, didn't he? And then they were going to play France. And I noticed when I looked at the lineups, he wasn't in the starting lineup. And I was wondering what that was all about. And then it's just the usual, man. Momentum is really good. Comes to an international break. We always end up getting an injury to a big player. And they're saying it's a knee problem he's got. But I just hope it's not that bad. Because he's been, along with Kent, he's been the standout. Hint it, Gredo? He's been the standout. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. It's definitely a toss-up between him and Kent. I've been ab- so strong. He's He's been absolutely solid, I think, Barisic. But the best it is, honestly, without a doubt, could I predicted this? Honestly, I, could I predicted I this, know. man? And it's yeah. funny because I was watching um, the Spurs documentary. I've uh, not watched it yet. I need to watch it. My mate says it's class. No, last season, man, Harry Smith got injury. Then Son, and what do you call that other guy? Is it a Bussy? You call him a Bussy? Who's Harry Smith? What did I say? Harry Kane. Harry Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, Harry Smith is the British Bulldog, son. I'm getting mixed up. That's because that's because I was on Harry Smith's Facebook this morning. Uh, uh, Harry Smith, Harry Smith, Harry Kane, uh, son, and I. Lucy, Lucy, what do you call him? Lucy. Either way, he's good for Spurs, right? Sissoko. Um, is that his name, Mister Sissoko? I think yes. I, I, he injured last year. Maybe. I don't keep up with the names. I just know all the numbers. Uh, so he, um, he, last season, Spurs. It just felt like it shows you any time they gained a bit of momentum, right. and it's well frustrating. I think it's exactly the same with us. Something always right. happens to us with injuries all the time. It's never ending. I just, I always, it probably happens to every club, and you think we we think we get it more than other clubs, but it does feel that we get hard done by with 
these injuries? I think it's just any time there's a break, any sort of break that we have comes at a bad time for us because we're always playing well and vice versa with Selic. They're always kind of toiling and then they come back strong and I just, I don't know. I mean, we've got to play, we've got Bassey there. I think he could come in just as long as it's not a long-term thing. If it's a knee, that's what worries me. A knee problem is never a straightforward problem to just resolve, is it? Yeah, well, there's no indication on how long he's going to be out for at the moment. So I guess it'll be just waiting for him to come back to the club. And, sorry, sorry, cut you off there, Screech. Sorry. Another thing, it is worrying me as well with Joe Aribo. I watched Gerard's interview on Rangers TV yesterday. He mentions, I mean, Aribo was in a way with international because he was injured, obviously. But he keeps saying he's going to be back, he's going to be back, and then he's never back. And no, he's not even mentioned him. And the, the training gallery, he's not even in any of the pictures. That's becoming a worry for me as well. Wow, Joe I didn't even know that, mate. I didn't even know that. That's, mm. that's mental. Also... <laughs> Sorry, Greg, on you go. No, 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 no. The only thing that I've read the international break as well is that apparently um, the thing we played well, the finish, what do you call them? Kamara. 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 the match. Right. So that's, I mean, that's one positive to take, take for it. <sighs> I've not seen that interview with Gerard. I must admit, I must take a bit of, I think I uncons- subconsciously take a wee break for quite a lot of that stuff reading up about it when it's international weekend. It's after. like 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Oh, is that you're trying to take a piss at me again? Trying to say I don't like that. <laughs> uh, Stephen, it's been fairly quiet um, on the transfer front. You know, we were sitting here a couple of weeks ago saying, you know, you're hoping to get a midfielder in. I mean, the, the kind of the rumor that's going about is this guy from QPR at the moment is a winger, uh, Bright Asaya Samuel, who Celtic are all in, in, also interested in. Um, they're just, aye, they're, they might be going through them as well, aye. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, is that the kind of player, I mean, a, a, another winger coming in, is, is that the player you, you were looking for? Or you were kind of hoping for more for a midfielder, weren't you? I was looking for a box-to-box midfielder. I genuinely thought by the time we kick off against Dundee United, Morelos would have been away and would have signed a kind of, kind of box-to-box midfielder. But I don't know, watching Gerard's interview yesterday, he said he feels pretty happy with the business we've done. Yeah, I didn't say that's us done, but it was more or less, if anything else comes up, we'll go for it. But if no, he seems to be happy to go with what he's got. But again, if Morelos goes, which I don't know who's linked to his new Fiorentina or something. Yeah. Fiorentina, Leverkusen, Porto, Leo, I don't know. I but, was last aye, aye. but we need, I still think we need an armed midfielder. I really, really do. And it worries me a wee bit. Yeah, um, the other big news is from the last kind of week is the the cast store thing seems to be rumbling on. Um, there was a meeting between Rangers cast store and a few selected uh, fans on Wednesday night. I, I've not heard anything about the outcome of the meeting as as we speak on Thursday afternoon. But Club <coughs> eighteen seventy two released a statement. Um, they were obviously weren't invited to that meeting. What are your thoughts on it, guys? It's bonkers. I mean, how can Club 1872 not be invited? They're kind of they're like the third, second, third, or whatever biggest shareholder at the club. Do you know what I mean? Like, how they're not invited. I can see why they've not been invited because I think the questions they're asking and the points they're raising about Castor, I think Castor are running scared for them because if they want to create this relationship with Rangers, they need to realise the fan base at Rangers is probably one of the biggest fan bases that they'll probably ever work with in their life. And if they want to keep the relationship gone. They need there needs to be transparency for for them 
and the fans and the silence for them after the shambles a few weeks ago is ridiculous. I mean, the statement they put out on a fucking notes iPhone message mm-hmm. is ridiculous. So if they can't answer the questions that one of the biggest shareholders at iBooks are asking, i.e. Club 1872, then they're going to have a problem. They've totally made an asset, man, because I remember a couple of weeks ago when everything, when, when taps first came out, the training gear, I was looking at the, the tap that they sell in the shops, it's over £100, I'm like, I maybe get that. There was other bits of training gear, and see now just because we were this kid on online, it's totally, it's totally, there's no way I'm buying any of their gear, there's absolutely yeah. no way, and it's gone, and they've got a mountain to climb, by the way, to get the trust back for the Rangers fans, they really have made a total arse of this. They've totally went in here, which we all said, well warned, this is going to be high demand, you better bone your toes, and I've totally made an asset, totally made an asset. Honesty, see if they're just honest up front, see if they just, like I say, transparency, man, if they just go like that, right, this is what we've got, this is what we can do, plus there's a global pandemic going on, that's going to halt a lot of businesses, but see if they're just up front and honest. And, and use that as an excuse, maybe? Aye, they could have, but I really, I mean, 1872 have hit the nail on the head with our last two statements they've released about it, and I don't see how they, they should be bending their backwards to get people at Club 1872 to their fucking their meetings with them. They should be asking them to have a sit-down with them. They should be bending their backwards because if you play the game where the fans and where the kind of fan media and shareholders, you're going to win. It's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing it, then you're creating more problems and they've got enough problems on their plate as it is. Absolutely, absolutely. But interesting to see what come, what's come out of that meeting. I'm sure we'll hear that over the next couple of days. Um, right, so... It's a bit different. Normally on Rangers staff, we'll talk about, you know, the games that we can look forward to the games coming. But we thought we'd do, because the international break, we'd do something a bit different this week. So basically, I asked you two to go away and write down the top 10 players from your lifetime, 10 to 1. So we're going to go through those. Um, Stephen, we're going to do yours first, 10 to 6. Um, and That's good. I'll give me, I'll be able to copy his work. <laughs> <laughs> um Anyone you want, before we get into the list, Stephen, is there anyone you want to give a kind of honourable mention who didn't make the top 10? Yes, there was a few. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> right, one of them that didn't make it, well, I'll say three, three that were really close to making it. Three Dutch boys. Ronald de Boer didn't make it. He nearly made it. Van Bronckhorst and Arthur Newman. Arthur, Ooh. who I think is probably one of the best left-backs that this country's ever seen. Uh, they didn't make it, unfortunately. But the Boer for me was kind of a box office signing. He was like, and Van Bronckhurst in hindsight was a box office signing. When we signed him, they didn't really know a lot about him. But then when you, you seen his undoubted quality along the Newman. But the Boer was like a household football name. Do you know what I mean? The Boer yeah. names. Like, but they I mean, three didn't make it. But the three of them, if it was a top top twenty, they'd well be in it. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I just I remember when the Boer signed. It was like in the evening times and away home for school. I remember reading the, the paper and just like, well, my pals jumping about daft going, are you saying Ronald De Boer, man? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was mental. Somebody, I mean, worldwide, global household football name. The yep. De Boer's, you know what I mean? Like, and we had to tour them. Yeah. Did they make your top 10 grade, though? Sorry, mate? Did any of those make your top 10? Uh, none of the fallen, none of the players that he said make my top 10. All right, okay, well, <laughs> let's run down then, Stephen. Let's run down your 10 to 6. Just run down the names right. and we'll come back and look at them. Right, at number 10, I've got Stephen Davis. Ooh. Number 9, I've got Lorenzo Amoruso. Number 8, I've got George Alberts. Number 7, I've got Mark Haley. And number 6, 
I've got one of our former guests, Andy Gorham. There you go. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, any, any of those appear? I'm assuming there's a couple appear in your top 10, Grado. None. None? No, wow. there is, there is, there is, there is. There is Andy, Andy yeah, Gorham could it be in, isn't he? There is a few. Aye. Yeah, right, okay. Oh. Let's start off at 10 then. Stephen Davis. Um, I think, obviously, this week, I know, is a big week for Dave O'Man. Like, you're looking at it going, the guy's... He's been a servant club and country. I mean, he's just equaled uh, Pat Jennings' record for Northern Ireland this, this week, albeit they get absolutely humped half Norway when they done it. But still, the guy, for me, especially his first spell at Rangers, I mean, he's one of the players we signed at the time on loan for Fulham. And you're going, who's this guy? He just reminded me of the nugget. The snooker player going to sign Steve Davis, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but the guy, I think he's, he's quality. I think I still think, obviously, he's coming to the end of his career. He's... His best days are behind him. I don't think Andy could argue that, but I think he's still got an awful lot to offer the club. Uh, but on his day, I think he's one of the best midfielders we've had in this country in the past 10 years, 15 years, whatever. But just a great a great player, good on the ball, his awareness, everything about him. Just He oozes class, and you heard Gerard talking about him during the week. He's an, you can just tell the guy, in the same mould as like before, one of the guys that looks after himself, you can tell he's fit, he, he lives his life the right way, do you know what I mean? And he's just a class act. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he keeps that first spell, you know, he was he was more kind of box to box, and now in the second spell, he's turned out more a kind of holding midfielder. Sort of just, just, I mean, even the game at Park Kid just before New Year when we won 2 1, like it was like you're just watching Steve Davis for his first spell under Walter Smith, do you know what I mean? He was, he was phenomenal, man. I mean, the way when he's on his game. He's just going upstairs and obviously his body is slowed down a wee bit for his first spell, but he's adapted his game to suit what his limits are now and he's still got the class. Absolutely, absolutely. So Davis, number 10, Big Lorenzo, number 9. Big Lorenzo, uh, leader, captain, always pro to an error, but what I think, when I think of Amo Russo, it's weird, when I think of Amo, I think he's a really, really good select team. Because I think yeah. every time Amo played, he was up against it. He had Hartson, he had Larson, he had Sutton. And I think that's when he came to the forefront. Big Amo just, he was always up for the big games, do you know what I mean? Albeit some big games, he sold the jerseys like Ibrooks against Monaco. Marco Simone, he just let him run through and put us at the Champions League. But still, Amoruso for me, big game player. And above all, a big character, which I think Rangers are the years of been lacking characters. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he he got booed. I mean, I remember at the points he was getting booed by sections of the Rangers supporters yeah. because he was making one or two mistakes more than he should, really should have. Yeah. But I mean, as a he was a modern day centre half, and it was one of the first kind of of those modern day centre halves that Rangers have seen. You know, where it was falling on from the likes of Goff, Brown, all those kind yeah. of players, and then he kind of come on. You know, didn't go to ground often. Ball playing centre half. You know, yeah. you know he. Colossal, colossal in there, colossal in there, yeah. man. Yeah. I see the size of his thighs, man. Wow, big thighs. See, yeah. he's, he's got massive thighs, man. You kind of look at how it worked. I mean, him and Advocat clearly didn't seem to get oh. along. I mean, quite disappointed that he didn't play more games. Which is you. funny because, sorry, I'm cutting you off that. It should, should be, but. Oh, I'll go for it. It's, it's funny that, isn't it? Because you would think Advocat, I'm going to show you type of player. Did you see did you see Barry Ferguson during the week on some like fundraising thing on doing like a Zoom thing online with oh can't remember who it was. 
I, I did see that, and he was saying that he was a player that he didn't like. He didn't, he didn't go on he with. He was a player he didn't go on with. Aye, aye. Lorenzo Amoruso. I understand that, do you know what I mean? But aye. at the end of the day, I think when you look, when Amoruso looks back in his time at Rangers, I mean, he was a champion, he won medals. Probably the, the most he's ever won in his life, do you know what I mean? In his career, and in my eyes, he was just, we'd kill for a centre-half at him over the past few years. And I mean, he was... Devastated when he left Rangers. Was it, the, was it the 2003 Cup final? Was his last game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he left, left pretty much. I don't think he wanted to leave. Yeah, he left pretty much in tears, I think. He ended up at Blackburn. I mean, three, three uh, league titles, three league cups, three Scottish cups. It's not a bad uh, record, is it? Not a bad record at all. Um, right, so, Amrus is in there. George Alberts, the hammer, number eight. Number eight. Uh, Alberts just. Again, one of the kind of foreigners that come to, come to Scotland, come to Rangers and just embrace everything it is to be Rangers. Do you know what I mean? Just He just he was another big game player. Like, just a, a, how many goals he scored against Celtic. He was just part of a great midfield and just an absolute... Another one, though, kind of similar to Amor, that I don't think... I don't think him an advocate were the best of pals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But still, his time at Rangers, just Alberts for me. I remember... Being at the game at Ibrox with my dad when he scored that free kick, man, like in the New Year game. Honestly, like that was just an absolute rocket thunderbolt, man, and just one of the best left pegs I've seen in a Rangers jersey. Apart, I wasn't didn't see David Cooper. Do you know what I mean? I was too too young, but Alberts for me, class. Yeah, I mean, it was really, I think, the disappointing thing is he didn't get more recognition at international level for what Aye. he did at Rangers. I mean, only three caps for Germany. Aye. Um, you know, and. Besides, aside from Rangers, you know, he played for Hamburg, obviously, you know, he got his move to Rangers, and then it's the rest of his career, but there's no much to write about, which is a shame, because, I mean, that left foot, like you say, was unbelievable. Another one of the foreigners that probably looks back in his time and goes, that was my golden time in my career at Rangers, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his time at Clyde might be up there, but I would definitely think <laughs> it's good. <laughs> uh, number seven, Mark Haley. Haley. Oh, man, like... I don't know, like, I, I still, I don't think I've ever seen a player that leads the line, a forward for Rangers than Mark Kately, like, just an absolute animal up front, just a monster, nightmare for defenders, so good with the body feet as well, him and McCoy's together, telepathic partnership, just dynamite in the air, just absolute great, great, great centre forward, man. Brilliant. Has there been a better front two in Scotland than Kately and McCoy? No, not that I've seen anybody, no. No. Yeah, I no. mean, does Haley appear in your top ten? No, the reason why Haley doesn't appear on my t- top ten is because this is players that are in your era. Now, I, my first game was, was in nineteen ninety five when I was eight year old. So yeah. obviously, I knew Mark Haley and all that for for reading results before that. But when I started going to games, he had just went to QPR. However, he was um, he did come back for that second spell, yeah. and I remember the excitement for when he came back and he played in that game at Park. Where he gets sent off. Um, right. So, and you know, you watch back the videos, the Alan McCoy's videos and stuff like that, you realise how, how good him and McCoy's were together, man. Did you know have him on the show before I was part of the show? We Haley. did, we did. Aye, we he, did. Was, uh, he was one of the first, was Haley. Yeah. He was good, yeah. I mean, 115 goals for Rangers, um, you know, basically his goal rate was one in, you know, one in every two games. Outstanding for the type of player he was as well. You know, he was that kind of big hold-up player, yeah, like you say, Stephen. Phenomenal in the air. Um, so Haitley at number seven, 
Um, and Andy Gorham at number six. I number thought he might have been maybe a bit higher, but... Um... My, my, my top five's fucking watertight. Andy Gorham, I mean, murder to get a holiday to go on the show, but he's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute. I mean, one of the best goalies I think this country will ever see as well. I mean... What world class. I, top, world world class. Class. I think, do you know something... It's weird, right? I think he could have went even further in his career. Oh, absolutely, mate. I definitely agree. Yeah. I know Dana does service to him saying that. Dana, I'll put in Rangers doing. Rangers, obviously, are my club. I love them, but I think he could have went higher. And he did a bit of man you at the tail end of his career, but he could have went. I think he could have had an even better career than what he had. I think, obviously, yeah. it's been well-documented problems and whatever he's got. I don't know, but he could have been an absolute superstar, I think. I mean, some of the saves, I mean, everyone just remembers that save from Van Hoy, don't we? Obviously asked them about that. Okay, but I mean, to, to have that, like what we spoke, remember he spoke about it saying he knew in a split second there's only one place he can put it. Like the awareness of a goalie in a pressure game like that, the intensity of that game, how quick the ball comes in for Tosh McKinley, Van Hoy donk, and ah, he, was, he was world class and he was part of an absolute golden era of Rangers Football Club. Do you think he was working the modern evenings, Stephen, as a goalie? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, obviously, I mean, like, his ability... He wasn't a bike. He wasn't a bike. No, he yeah. yeah, I think no matter what kind of era it is, if you've got that ability in the modern era, there might have been ways for his game to have developed even more because he had the natural ability as a goalkeeper, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think he yeah. would have worked higher, do Yeah. Um, right, okay then, let's move on to Mr. Stevely's top 10. Anyone you want to give an honorary mention to, uh, Grado, before we go to your Federico top? Nieto. <laughs> Carlos Peña. <laughs> Carlos Peña. Carlos Bocanegra, mate. Oh, aye. Good player. You know what I mean? Did, um, inducted at the USA Hall of Fame. Is that right? Aye. This week, aye. I would say um, a couple of honourable mentions that are not in my top 10. I would say... I think just because he's love for the club and how he kind of led the Rangers dressing room through the kind of bad times. Uh, Lena Cook. No, 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 no. It's another Lee. It's another Lee. Boss. So he, I don't. I just don't know. There's something about just when recently when he left, and we kind of saw all the kind of stories and videos and stuff like that. He's got to be up there, man, just because yeah. how, he, how he stayed in place. He never left when he, when he probably could have to further his international career and what have you. Um, Lee's definitely up there. Um, I'm trying to think who else. It's, it's no one looking at that you've not put in. Or sorry, that you have put in. Um, yeah, you're a big goalie, people. Goalie, well, there's uh, two goalies in my uh, top ten. Two goalies. Yeah. I can guess who they are as well. Right. Gordon and Shagger. But you know what? You could even put an Andy Dibble as well for the last couple of games in nine row as well. So that's not. If Andy Dibble appeared in your top ten, there would be questions raised. <laughs> yeah, you could put Lionel Shaboni in there, man. Yeah, I loved him, man. I called my goldfish after him. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Jesper Christensen. Do you know what I mean? Stefan Kloss. Aye, fucking it. Uh, Myra, remember Myra? Thomas Myra. Aye, aye. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of goalies. But, um, you got my top ten. Right, let's go then. Ten, let's go your 10 to 6 grade on then. We'll come back to... Number 10. Kenny Miller. Right, okay. Number... Oh, Stephen oh, shaking sorry. his head at that oh, one. Come on, why did you... Sorry, sorry. You know what I mean? It's for any opinion this year. So I'm really, really sorry. I know, I know. Right, number 9 grade on. Just number 9, Giorgio Belts. Yeah. 
Number eight, David Weir. Right, uh, he was... Uh, fuck, he's stepping on another dimension. Number seven, Alan McGregor. Mm-hmm. And number six, Barry Ferguson. Barry Ferguson outside the top five. A, co- a colleague of yours at Go Radio as well. <laughs> I'll be sending him this. Um, so here we go. Uh, Kenny Wait, did, you see, did you see him talking? Shaking, at... shaking his head at Kenny Miller. But for you, Grado, why is he in that top ten? Kenny Miller, Kenny, Kenny Miller. A range of emotions when you think about Kenny Miller. Obviously, his first spell, he was in amongst players that were absolutely top class and they probably... He struggled to keep his, his place in the team, which is understandable. Um, and then, obviously, he goes to Celtic, and it fucking wound me up when he tapped the badge and what have you. Um, however, when Rangers signed him, man, fuck, I mean, I, I, I was not a fan of him at all. I, I, I mean, I remember that game at Countess when he came on and my, my father stepped at Burnham and all that, and I'm like, darling, fucking calm down. <laughs> I mean, it, but it was, it, was a bit, it was a bit volatile when he came on. But I think as soon as he scored the two goals at Parkhead, was it the 4 2 game? 4 2 game. Pedro Mendes! Aye! Mm-hmm. I just fell in love with him. I just <laughs> fell in love with him. And again, if you want to talk about Lee Wallace as well, somebody that loves the club, he ended up loving the club as well, man. He did. Aye. He, do you know what I mean? When you hear the stories about Murray Park, and people will disagree with it and say that it was the wrong idea, it was, it was poisonous in addressing him. But I do generally believe he just wanted the best for Rangers. For yeah. him and Boyd, were unplayable at times. Um, you, could, you could always um, rely on him for a goal against Celtic. Um, I was gutted when he went and left to go to Bur- was it Buzzer Spot he went to for us? Because he was having that total Indian, Indian summer at Aye. Rangers and he was banging them in. Um, it's just, I just, I just love Kenny Miller. I just love him. <laughs> uh, Stephen, you were... Wait, 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 your opinion, Stephen? Yeah, you were shaking your head. You were shaking your head. Is it because of... He'll never, he'll never... I mean, I've got a lot of time for Miller. I think he had... He probably played his best football with McCoy and Smith were the management set up at Rangers and we did have some great times in the 4 2. He gave us some wonderful moments and it was a golden time when Walter came back and Kenny was there. But he tarnished it in my eyes. He'll never be a Rangers great or he'll never be near like legendary status because of one thing and he played for Selic. That's my opinion. Oh, that's harsh. Harsh, harsh. Opinion. It's my opinion. It is. You're entitled entitled to your opinion, Colin. I think it will be a lot of people's, a lot of Rangers fans' opinions. Right, there you go. Right, okay. We've talked about... I mean, I remember when it... What? Yeah, it's your your top ten, and I do rate him, and I think he was great for us, but just that one wee speed bump in his career... (laughs) Well, it, it creates debate, doesn't it? This is what it's, all, it's, 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 it's all about debating opinions. It's all about debate. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think I've told this before, but I remember even after he did score the two goals against Celtic, man, I would fucking bury him with all my pals. Fucking, I used to play for Celtic, whatever. I remember one day, man, all the troops around. This is about six months after he scored the goal and thought, well, I, 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 Big Gredo hates Kenny Miller, hates Kenny Miller. And I opened up my laptop and he was my, he was my, 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 my wallpaper in my lap. What you see, Jade? Yeah, see when I start, see when I first went with Nicola, when she was bloody 16 and I was 18, she had a Kenny Miller poster and a Kenny Miller cloak in her room. A <laughs> Kenny Miller cloak? She, it was a wee cloak, it was his face. <laughs> she loved him, man. Brilliant. Former guest in this show as well, Kenny was a good lad when he came on, so he, he gets my pass, even though he played for Celtic, there you go. Uh, right, number, we've, we've, talked, uh, we've talked about Alberts. Number eight for you, Grado, Davy Weir, who would actually appear in my top ten of Falkirk greats as well. There you so, go, mate, there you go. So I always thought he was a Falkirk man, he I comes mean, from Shield Hill, comes from down my way, I mean, and he, he's a Rangers I mean, man. Uh, 
I mean, no doubt, um, Bob will disagree with me and call him a snake for leaving uh, with, with Warburton. <laughs> I think that's funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, Sam, when you say that, I was thinking that a wee bit. <laughs> so funny, man. Oh, but you know what? It's like, what, we signed them, what, two, was it 2006? It was like one of Walter's first signings, was it not? Yeah. And it was only to be what there. a signing, what, what a signing. What a signing, man. It was like, it was only to be there to the rest of the season. And I just think we had a solid uh, central defence for years. And we signed him and Big Ugo at the same time, remember? Ugo, man. Ugo was fucked. That goal at Celtic as well, man. Oh. Rest in peace, Ugo. Um, and obviously after that, um, I mean, Davey Weir, he partnered, everybody partnered with man. And I reckon... Everybody did partner. We probably learned so much after Davy Weir. You've got your Bagueras, you've got your Quells. Davy Weir and Carlos Quella together was monumental, man. Yes, Dull. yes. Dull. And it's a shame that we only ever had that partnership for just one season. But um, I think David Weir just was um, also a perfect captain as well. He was, if you think of Rangers captains, David Weir is an absolute ideal Rangers captain. It's absolutely solid, and I think I, I just don't want, I didn't want to miss him. Out. I mean, it's incredible the age that he obviously came to Rangers. But 30, 36, I think, when he, I just, when he came to Rangers. And he, I think he was 48 when we signed him. And he was <laughs> five I know. It's, um, it's incredible, you know, for a 30, especially as a centre half as a goalie, you know, but he played. I mean, was he in his, was he in his 40s when he hung up his books? Aye, definitely. Was I think it, he was 41. 41, aye. Yeah, I mean, incredible. I mean, the 160. Well. Yeah, no, absolutely, and great centre half. I remember him as a right back at Falkirk, but you know, it was an incredible centre. Seventies. There you are. Um, right, so Davy, we are number eight. Alan McGregor, uh, one of two goalkeepers in your top ten. Um, why does a big shagger get in there, Grado? Again, Alan McGregor is what a goalkeeper. Saved us so many times. The first time run, second time run, he just fit it right back in. What a signing! Um, he, he's, he's honestly. An outstanding goalkeeper, and again, well, when I look back at that Spurs documentary I was watching last night, Big Hugo, that the captain for Spurs, and I see the way he, he gets it, the, the players going. I, I really, I just wish McGregor was a captain, man. I just wish because he's someday that loves the club, knows what it's all about to be with Rangers. He's been there for he was a wee boy. Fuck, I've seen you see pictures of him. Um, is there a picture of him and going? You see him when he's younger, like all the old Rangers photos. He's there as a wee guy, I, man. Like. You forget, like, like, do you know what I mean? He was there when fucking, do you know what I mean? When uh, Dance Fitzgerald was there and all that. <laughs> and so I just think, um, aye, outstanding goalkeeper um, and what a character as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Can he argue any name? Part three. Get him off. Number six, so you might argue with that one, uh, Stephen. Outside the top five, Barry Ferguson, another former guest on this show, and he's only... I think, with the I think top it's bizarre five. that he's outside the top five. I think it's bizarre, but... Do you think so? Well, we'll find out who's in the top five, but uh, Barry Ferguson, let's talk about Barry I, I probably have made an ass a wee bit my number five all the way down. Right, so... Uh, just Barry, Ferguson Barry, Barry just... Um, again, young boy, it's just that I love a player like Barry Ferguson in the team today. He is what we're crying out for. Um, again, loves loves Rangers. That goal in the CIS Cup final was it two thousand and two? I just, oh, I just, I just miss him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, remember the season he had that phenomenal season for him. Many goals did he score that season? For for 20, 
Did he also get twenty two goals one season? I think so something like that, man. He was he was he's he's probably one of the the most natural. I don't know the most natural cultural football players Scotland have produced in the last. I don't know twenty thirty year. Yeah, no, possibly I, you could argue that. Yeah, I mean, did you, were you surprised? Obviously, he moved on from and after the first spell, he moved on. Gutted, gutted. I think I, I think I said that to him when he was on the show. I said you broke my heart. Yeah, Aye. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, obviously, the way it kind of ended up in the end, you know, with with um, Gwen and what have you. But you know that? Do you think he could have played at a higher level than he than he did? He went down to Blackburn, but do you think he should have been at a Man United, an Arsenal, uh, you know, one of those sides? I think, I, I think he could. I think he could have played at a higher level, but like Gredo saying, man, he's a Rangers man. I think when he left, he knew he'd made a mistake, man. I think. When he came back, I mean. A lot of Rangers fans didn't forgive him, but didn't know, mate. He was no, 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 it did take a while, but all, all, as well. But you think about it, man. He he grew up, grew up at Rangers, loves Rangers, and he goes to Blackburn Rovers. I all right, it was fucking six or seven years after they they won the championship down there. But that is not anywhere near the size a club at Rangers. No, and I can just no. imagine it. Play, I just imagine it playing on his mind every day, getting into training, and no having that. You know, we need to win every game. Aye, that, aye, that's aye. just no him. I could see Fergie in the dressing room after Blackburn of Drew with somebody and some of the players in the Blackburn team going, that's a good point. We go, he'd be like, what? What the fuck, aye? Aye, aye. aye. you know what I mean? So definitely. Yeah. To- well, one word to describe Barney Ferguson is a total winner. Winner, aye. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, so that, that's 10 to 6 then. Stephen, let's move on to your 5 to 1. And I'm, I think there's some very obvious names that are missing from the list so far. So I think you, you and Gregor have very similar kind of top fives here. So let's go 5 to 1. Number 5, Dalcio. Number, five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, number, number 5, Richard Goff. Number 4, Barry Ferguson. Number 3, Gaza. Number 2, Loudrop. Number 1, Suvrari. Oh my! They got golf. I should have said golf for an honourable mention, man. I feel bad now. Oh, that's good. Uh, thought, you're going to laugh at one of my hingways now. I just know it. Right. Aww. Okay. Do you know what, Grado? Before we discuss the post, I think you're going to have a very similar kind of top five. Right. Let's go down your your top five and see where we're at right. with that. Number five, Brian Loudrop. Oh. Number four, Nacho Novo. Yeah, Number three, Andy Gorham. Number two, Gaza, and number one, Alan McCoist. Wow, both right. in the game. Can I say one thing here? Yeah. Right. You forgot even give Goff an honourable mention. And Barry Ferguson isn't it. See the next time Barry sees you at Go Radio, he's going to boot your boss that Novo's in the top five <laughs> and Barry's no. Right. You know. You Let's know start <laughs> off with Richard Goff. Why is he in your top five in Grado? Why is he not in your top ten? Captain. Leader, legend, epitomises winning mentality. A fridge freezer would fall at the sky and he'd hear it. Mm-hmm. He was just an absolute. I, oh, words can't, I can't speak highly enough about golf. When I, when I was a wee boy, I used to look at him and just go, oh, I just love that guy. I love, my dad used to drum it into me. See him there, son. That is what our team's built on. See the way he plays the game. See that. And when he came back, his second spell when he tried to stop the tape, he started winning. What my dad said about Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> I think the way 
Goff, I mean, Goff would he tackle his granny, wouldn't he? He was just, he was so, he was a hard man. He was a, he was a winner. Just everything about him. The way our club, the success we had in the era he was there was built on a foundation of solid men. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Goff was one of them. Yeah. I mean, basically the captain for nine in a row. You know, aye, he played aye. all three, all nine of those seasons. Yeah, that you know. iconic image of him lifting the trophies. You couldn't play that night at Tanadice. You need the suit on. And he just, Feels. See what it meant to him, man. Do you know what I mean? It just mm. what it meant to everybody. But golf was just you could tell he's the kind of guy that puts his heart and soul in his yeah. profession. And he just he was and any Rangers fan to know even have him in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Great, so why did you make your top five? I'm interested. Well, do you know what? Just listen to to Stephen talk away there. About <laughs> Richard Goff. I might be having second for, I might put Swap him with Albert. I'll take Albert out and put Goff at nine. Right. <laughs> a, really, a, really, a really good speech there. And it reminded me as well, uh, he's, what was it he said in the tunnel before Celtic once? You know, oh, he just said, he, he says, we had them beat before we went out. Because Aye, but there was, there was a him as well saying something like, you know what's expected, Tom. You know, not expected, what's the word? You know what's... You know the... I can't remember. You know, the, you know the drill, boys? No, I was there. <laughs> It was something fucking, do you know what I mean? Like, like epic. Do you know what I mean? It was something epic. So, well done, Richard Goff. <laughs> so, why does Nacho Neil no will make your top five, Grado? Manchester, brace yourself. Rangers are coming. <laughs> Mate, it's That's cool. it. Man, I can't. Look, so this is all about how you feel. Mate, and it's your opinion. It's your opinion. It's your opinion. It's my opinion, right? He's went for I know what he's doing, mate, yeah. I'm a wee bit more outside the box, man. I'm more creative than Bob, right? You know, there's a reason, <laughs> right? So, you know, I mean, it's all about emotion with me. I love poetry and stuff like that, man. I fucking... <laughs> I listen to opera music in the car. He listens to fucking DJ Bad Boy. Right, this is the difference. I just know the score with stuff like this. It's all about emotions. When Nacho Aye. stepped up, and I remember watching it at a boozer, man, when he scored that goal, and me phoning my dad and all that, fucking, I'm getting... I'm nearly great hanked about it. When he scored that goal, that was one of the most important days, nights of my life. So, and that's never got to be taken away from me. Uh, break, so. break, breaking news, guys! Breaking news on Sky Sports News at the moment: Nicola Sturgeon has delayed fans going to the football until October at the earliest. I mean, knew that was going to happen. Eh? Yeah, it's going to be this weekend, but remember? Oh, I know, I know. I know, I know. Well, well talk- mate, I'm with you on that. That night, every Rangers fan remember where the Bob and National mm-hmm. scored that penalty, and it was amazing. And the wee man was brilliant. And I think an honourable mention should go to the guy who I think made we know look good and all a lot of things. Dado Purcell. Purcell's right. a great player. But we know for me, another foreigner came to Rangers, came to Scotland, came to Rangers and embraced everything it is to be Rangers. But what the wee guy lacked in ability a lot of times he had in heart and uh, he, he left it out there on the pitch. He was a great wee player for his life. his belly, man. Could you just imagine if he did miss that? It would be fucking devastating. Oh. But... Unfortunately, fortunately, I did put it away, and I just um, and I've got I've got a signed picture of him as well, and I and I've you know what I mean. I get great memories of that. So I talked yeah. to him again and stuff like that. So that's the reason why he's in my top five. Anyway, yeah. where were we? Uh, yeah, two hundred and fifty-five appearances for the club, and he broke my heart when uh, he scored that world day. What against a goal that was! What a goal that was! What a goal! By the way, we did not look like scoring that day. Oh, you didn't. You were shite that day, and we bossed you, and then he scored that world day. We shite. Anyway, <laughs> in your top five, uh, right? So again, I guess the big three for you guys. We've talked about Barry Ferguson, but I guess for you guys, it's 
where the loud drop, where the gas at, and where the super alley come. It is really, and even though I've loud loud drop's my favourite foreigner that's ever played for the club. Really? Aye, he's. I mean, it's always a thing. Gaza loud drop for me. It was always loud drop. I was always more loud drop than Gaza. But yeah, it was Gaza. I know. I can tell. I me and my mate sitting. I could tell you're a Gaza. I'm a Gaza man and all, but I've, I've always preferred Loudrop. I just, I don't know. Loudrop for me was just, again, going back to De Boer, it's one of the things, the name Loudrop for me was like the pure romantic side of football. Michael Loudrop, Euro, Euro 92 or something, Brian Loudrop then coming and I don't know, it's just something about him, man. The way for a, such a tall guy, he had such elegance running by players, man. It was like, he just right. went by players like they weren't there. Do you know what I mean? It was just, and Loudrop to have the two of them Gaza was an absolute football icon an mm-hmm. icon of the game you know what I mean so we had the two of them so yeah at um, the same time unbelievable do you remember where you were when you heard that Paul Gascoigne had signed for Rangers I was out with my dad doing the forge at Parkhead mm-hmm. I yeah. was in my uncle Jimmy's room um, putting on his suits to try and to get a game of buses in my grand room and my <laughs> dad come in a true story man <laughs> That's not a true story. You didn't go on Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I can remember it clear as day. Aye. But I didn't know who he was. Did you dye your hair? Aye, aye, aye. My big, my big brother done it. Fucking, and I, I was, I, I begged my mom to do it. Begged my mom to do it. And then I finally, I got it done, man. And then, but do you know what? It was fucking. See after. I go to it all the time. See, even when he left or not, I'd get it in the fringe. See, my fringe. Uh, I fucking loved it. I loved that, man. Are we, are we ten- Remember Ali done it or not? Remember Ali done it? Aye, aye, aye. But, I mean, obviously, those two players gave you some amazing memories. What are your favourite loud drop in Gaza memories, then? The eight for all for Gaza. Eight for all Gaza. Aye, definitely. Definitely, I'd say. I mean, that game, I broke against Aberdeen, like Gabriel said a minute ago, when we played during the cup final. Eh... Uh, we were never going to score that day, but see that day against Aberdeen, we were toiling, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we were toiling, like, really it, fucking toiling. Brian Irvin that scored first or something like that, was it? Was it um, and then Gaza just, I, I mean, see that, that's like kind of, him, Loudrop, McCoy, they've got their pure Roy the Rover moments, do you know what I mean? Like the things that you go, that's just, you couldn't put that in a script. If you put that in a script with Gaza, they had two goals to win the, Aberdeen, the hat-trick, you, you would fucking... You wouldn't believe it. It'd be like, that's a pure cheesy ending, but it's just the way Gaza just, that's what you paid the money for, these superstars, you know what I mean? Right. Alan McLaren, you know, gives it to you. Aye, first. tells him, give us something, oh. Gaza. Aye, come on, come and give us something, give us something, Gaza. Uh, uh, you just get response for that. And it turns out, that was one of his best pals, Alan McLaren and Gaza. You wouldn't put eight two together, wouldn't you know? Was that, uh, did you know what? Because I remember um, when I was a wee guy and, and I watched Waiting for Gascoigne and it was showing you Cheryl's wedding and David Seaman was there and fucking... Uh, Darren Jackson was there. Darren Jackson? Aye. Yeah. And I totally remembered that when we were interviewing Darren Jackson. I was like, what the fuck am I going to say to Darren Jackson? Then I went like that. Why the fuck were you at Gaza's wedding? <laughs> Honestly. But this, the story was, he knew Gaza when he played with Newcastle. He went down to Newcastle. And Gaza took him, took, took him under his wing. But as a wee boy, that fried my brain, man. Why is that Hibs player at fucking Gaza's wedding? You know what I mean? Excel, <laughs> aren't he? Mm-hmm. Ex-Celtic player as well. I mean, that's before he played with Celtic, but I, yeah. I, think was a, I think Darren was a Rangers fan growing up. <laughs> well, don't, don't be putting that accusation out there if it's not true, Grado, for goodness sake. Right. Um, so, Gaza and Loudrop, hard to separate the two of them, but you both agree on your number one 
Super Alley. Mr. Rangers, isn't he? Just Rangers, like, it kind of, it breaks my heart a wee bit and hurts me a wee bit, the way he worked out with him as a manager. Do you know what I mean? It was like, obviously. Can I hear you, mate? Can I hear you? Mike switched on Can I hear you, mate? Just got to say, why you always go to start with doom and gloom and all that, how it, en- how it ended? Well, you're better starting with the shite. Celtic, David Moore's a snake. You're better finishing with it, you're better starting with the shite, innit? All right, okay. Good news and bad news, you want the bad news first. All right, okay. You know, right, I get it, I get it, I get it, but I mean, I wouldn't even mention that in, this, in my breath, talking about Alan McCoy. You know, you can't sit, that's just being pure. If you sit and talk about McCoy and we talk about the good times, what you don't go to talk about him as a manager, that's just being stupid. Cunt's got to go, I like what about him as a manager. <laughs> but he was, he was under severe pressure. Of course he was, because that's what I was going to He was under one of the clowns. You know? I was getting there if you didn't cut me off, Graham. That's <laughs> what I was going to get there. No, it was... I remember one of my first Rangers, uh, Rangers games, McCoy scored against Motherwell Ibrox. My dad took me, he chipped the keeper for about 25 yards. And just, I think a lot of people forget how good a football player McCoy was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a good, good football player. And he was strong. He was fucking solid and all. And the, the finishing ability is fucking, if you look back in his goals, man, it's insane how good at finishing he was, man. I mean, that 86, 87 season, I don't know, you guys were a bit probably a bit too young for it but 56 appearances 38 goals the season after 53 appearances 42 goals I mean you look down that's, me- that's messy stacks I know 92-93 52 appearances 49 goals basically a goal game incredible like the 92-93 season is yeah. what I remember me and my dad probably went in there every game and I remember being a wee guy just getting totally fucking absorbed in this, man. The Champions League old school music coming on, STV, Archie McPherson, doing the commentary, like Rangers beating Leeds, fucking nearly going through, playing Marseille, hate who's going to equalise on the last minute against Marseille. All that shit, man. Ian Durant, Ian Durant, scoring, oh, mate, honestly, like, McCoy in that season was just phenomenal, man. It was probably Jerry McNee that was commentating. And that he took it. Was it? Was it? Might have been. I think it would have been. Uh, yeah, been. He was like, I think Archie came. He taken a couple of years after, you know. I'm only noisy up. Well, it might have been Jeremy Neeme. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But you're right, Alan McCoyst. I mean, I just remember, like, I remember Ali McCoyst before I remember Rangers, if you know what I mean. I've got yeah, such I, a I, memory. I just, like, I mean, I remember, like, a, a memory I've been, like, five, I was actually talking about this on Instagram the other day. I remember being about five or six. And Ali McCoy was doing uh, an autograph signing at Hunterson. There was an open date at Hunterson. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, my grand, I knew, this, I knew the Hunterson was happening, but I didn't know that Ali McCoy was going to be there. And she just pointed me, he's going to be there and on, like, aesthetic greeting and all that. And I got his autograph, right? It's funny because there's four, somebody put up a picture of day this, this autograph, and he clearly must have got it the same day mm-hmm. as, as the, 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 uh, that I met at Hunterson, right? Because it's him and Haley, and he, and he signed it weird, right? But the funny thing is, I've got this memory and all. Just even they signed my autograph, he didn't sign it at Alan McCoy, he signed it at Rangers. How weird is that? Did he? Signed it at Rangers. It was weird, man. Have, I, you, have you seen my McCoy's photo I've got in my man cave? Um, on his knees when he scored. Ah, uh, is that the... Is that the, 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 the old park kid and Goff's running behind him. Yeah, yeah. He signed that for me a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Up, aye. Whereabouts did you see him? Ross Owen took it for me because he was meeting him for that shot at Glory Hang. Alright, I thought you might have met him there. Signed it? No. Me. But I uh, super absolutely Mr. Rangers. Just, Aye, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, incredible record, like you say, 10 league titles. Surprisingly, only one Scottish Cup, which is amazing. He won nine league cups and only one Scottish Cup. That's, 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 that's incredible. That's yeah. 
1992 I know, but there you go, that's his Wikipedia stats for you. Um, so, I, Ali McCoy's number one, I'm pretty sure most Rangers supporters will agree with you, though. And there'll be a shout for Loudrop being number one, Stephen. I'm sure you're being a massive Loudrop fan, we're kind of toying with that. A wee bit, but McCoy's for me is just... Mr Rangers. He just outs everybody apart. There's only one person in the history of Rangers for me that oh, no. McCoy's... Exactly. Well, yeah. Sorry, I keep saying that to you today, mate. That's cool, mate. <laughs> mate, that doesn't bother me, mate. I love yeah, you. Too. But do you know, I love you too, mate. And do you know what? I think this, this Wee Rangers Daft podcast has shown, you know what I mean? Two sides, two different sides. Aye. The showed how close we are. You're, you're, you're more the, the, the kind, of, as you say, the poet. Aye. And I'm uh, the realist. Aye, I'm Andrew Lloyd Webber. You're more kind of so solid crew. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, I think we'll leave it there. Listen, thank you very much for listening to Rangers, Daft, uh, Stephen Gradle. Thanks for your list. If you want to get in your own top 10 list of the, the best players in the Rangers lifetime, or just slag off Gradle for putting Nacho Nova in his top five, um, get, get us at Football Daft. Like I say, we're giving away the Rangers Daft free this week, but we go every week with Rangers Daft on Patreon. You can get signed up now, patreon.com forward slash football daft there's lots of tiers to choose from and you can get this podcast every week but until next time on rangers daft what do we say boys people, people. people. operatic beautiful man <laughs> audio frontier